NFL. Now here's your hosts, Root and Y. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Woot and Why Moneyball podcast. It is week 16. We're in the final frontier of the NFL season in 2016 and we're at the end of 2016 as a year on its whole. And uh, joining me again for, for Moneyball after an unsuccessful fortnight, uh, it was his first first game back after playing some FanDuel and DraftKings in the States. So we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But uh, welcome back to the show and uh, thanks for helping us out on short notice because it is a bizarre week with NFL sort of a day earlier and Christmas and whatnot going on. But uh, save my bacon. Thanks, Luke Charles. Welcome back. Thanks, Josh. And uh, yeah, it uh, certainly is a strange week for the uh, timing of the uh, NFL games. I think there'll be plenty of uh, fans down here relishing at the fact that uh, they'll be able to watch uh, almost a full slate of games on a public holiday Sunday and then watch a couple of uh, AFC blockbusters on a public holiday Monday. Mix that in with some test cricket and some uh, Sydney to Hobart, and there's plenty of sport on. It's going to be good, mate. Plenty of sport on. And uh, normally we do this podcast for your Hail Marys for Week 16, but given the given the week, and um, I've had a chaotic week. Um, I'm not going to announce uh, some big news that happened to me early in the week just yet. That'll be uh, on next week's uh uh, main podcast with with Woot, so a uh, little bit of a spoiler there, and uh, stay tuned for that. But it's just been a very chaotic week, and um, apart from all that, I've got family staying over, so I'm in a different environment podcasting today. So if the sound quality is a little bit echoey and whatnot, um, it's because I'm in a totally different environment uh, trying to just find somewhere to podcast. I've got family staying over, and uh, there's four dogs in my uh, two bedroom house at the moment. It's uh, it's a bit chaotic at this point. But uh, last week's results, uh, I hit on Tyrod Taylor, uh, Kenneth Dixon. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, Nick Novak, and uh, I, I said to sit uh, Mark Ingram, and that was correct. But I missed on uh, Adam Thielen, unfortunately got concussed and, and taken out of the game and got you a big fat zero, and I apologize for that. Uh, Jamison Crowder as well had a quiet game, Antonio Gates as well, and the Vikings defense got torched by Andrew Luck. I'm not so sorry about that one. Uh, all right, this week's contest, um, obviously your Hail Marys have started, but we're going to help you with your Sunday blitzes, which uh, technically is on a Saturday this year, but there's plenty of stuff on for your Christmas Day to make uh, your Christmas even sweeter. Apart from presents, you can win some money, and then there's also some great uh, value there for your Boxing Day slates and uh, and all that because the NFL is spread across four days. So let's get straight into it. And as always, we are playing on Moneyball.com.au. So sign up and play today with Moneyball.com.au. It's uh, it's the best platform, daily fantasy platform in Australia, in the opinion of Woot and Y Show. Who's your start of the week at quarterback, Luke? Uh, so, um, a pretty straightforward start of the week. Um, I think people should be starting Drew Brees, uh, who is playing the Tampa Buccaneers in his, uh, in his very own Superdome, where he averages over 350 yards and 2.7 touchdowns per game. Um, sure, the uh, last time these two teams played, it was a low-scoring affair in Tampa, but this has been the way the Saints team has been for years, um, you know, really preferring that fast track um, in the sheltered Superdome. I'd expect a highly experienced uh, offensive staff at the Saints to find ways to exploit the Bucks defense that they didn't uh, last time um, whilst spending time in the film room this week. He's a premium uh, on Moneyball at $9,000. Um, but with one of Vegas' highest totals this week, uh, this matchup could get a little shooty, Josh. Yeah, it's interesting you gone with that, given that they uh, didn't 
didn't have a great showing last time, but you mentioned getting into the film room, and uh, I'm sure they've uh, worked out a different game plan, uh, Drew Brees and Sean Payton, so I don't mind that play. Uh, mine's Derek Carr, and you mentioned Vegas having a high game total. Um, they have the same for this uh, clash against Indianapolis. I think uh, I'm expecting plenty of points and plenty of shootouts with two quarterbacks. They're not afraid to throw the rock down the field, but um, in this case, I'm going to take the home the uh, home quarterback here in Derek Carr, uh, just because the Colts' defense is a little bit worse than the uh, Raiders' defense. So Indianapolis ranked 32nd in DVOA against short passes, and Carr averages only 7.2 air yards per attempt, the sixth shortest average in the league this season. So uh, I think uh, you'll see a short passing attack, and he'll be able to exploit uh, you know, our poor linebacking call when I say, oh, that's the Colts. And I do like, you know, stacking Carr with maybe Amari Cooper or Michael Crabtree this week because uh, the Colts ranked 29th against uh, number one wide receivers and uh, 7th against number two wideouts. So probably Amari Cooper I'm leaning towards that stack. Nice. I like it. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, part of the uh, strategy of Moneyball is looking for those high those high Vegas totals. And uh, when there's so much money on the line for Vegas, they usually get things pretty right. Um, so, yep. um, if you are looking to break some ties, look for some, look for some high Vegas totals, or as I'll talk about quite a few times today, look for some nice weather. Yes, exactly. Uh, given this time of the year, I, uh, I couldn't agree more with you. Who's your sit this week? Uh, my sit is, uh, a bit of an interesting one. Um, I think that people should be benching Philip Rivers, um, who's playing the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland this week. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a you know, it's a little risky, um, but, uh, although, it may look extremely tempting, um, and he's a great player against going against the defense and struggles against uh, passing offenses. Um, another narrative that uh, you can follow here, the Chargers, along with many other teams in the NFL this year, um, struggle with uh, the away game traveling to the eastern time zone, obviously from the western time zone, mm-hmm. which San Diego is located. Um, he's priced at 8600 um, for which I think there's better value for your money out there, such as, you know, an extra $400 for Drew Brees. Um, also, the uh, Browns aren't good at stopping the run either. Um, and I think that the, the Chargers' underrated offensive line uh, may be left to handle this one if the Chargers jump out to, to a lead. It's also looking uh, to be about 5 degrees Celsius and rainy in Cleveland. So, um, yeah, I think I think you could be in for a rough day if you want to spend uh, 8600 bucks on Phillip Rivers this week. Interesting. I, uh, I've gone with Aaron Rodgers, 9,300 versus Minnesota. We know what Lambeau's been like the last couple of weeks in terms of weather. Our uh, very own Mitch Doyle will be attending this game, I, I, if I am correct. That's correct. He will be there trying to stay warm. Yes. Uh, he good, may battle. Good luck to uh, you know Moneyball uh, extraordinaire Mitch Doyle uh, over there at Lambeau Field. But I'm fading uh, Aaron Rodgers this week, 9,300 versus Minnesota. I know he's playing well. I know he's very, very hot right now, and, and he's doing quite well, but... This is more just a, a feeling about Mike Zimmer matching up against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's done a, historically done a great job against Rodgers. Uh, you know, as a defensive coach, he's held Rodgers to under 300 yards in all seven of their career, career meetings, and Rodgers has only got one game with more than two touchdown passes uh, against Mike Zimmer. So uh, I'm just fading uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers at this point, and I'll get to uh, another Packers player that I prefer this week because, I, I like you, I think maybe they will attack the ground a little bit more against Minnesota. Uh, so stay tuned for that one. But I, I just don't like Aaron Rodgers at 9,300. I'll jump straight into my contrarian play. I've gone with Tom Savage, uh, $5,000 against Cincinnati. I don't like the matchup too much. Uh, Cincinnati's defense has played a lot better the last few weeks. Um, and, you know, the Texans' offense is not good. But this is purely because he is the cheapest option this week, and you can load up uh, elsewhere. 
and he's he's done something that you know he did something in two and a half quarters that Brock Osweiler had never done, and that was locate and target DeAndre Hopkins. And he's come out this week and said he's just going to go out there and sling it and have fun. And I think uh, you know with a quarterback like that, no fear at all. He doesn't really care. Like you're replacing Brock Osweiler, you got nothing to lose. Uh, you can't possibly be worse. So. I don't know, I just got a gut feeling Tom Savage for 5000 could give you a, a good ROI or return on investment this week. Yeah, I think, and, you know, and also uh, the Bengals will have about zero um, relevant tape on uh, Tom Savage. So yep. um, I think if uh, Bill O'Brien can cook something up, and I mean, look, as long as he's throwing it to uh, DeAndre Hopkins, um, he's got some other nice targets out there as well. Um, you know, who knows? And like, if you can get two touchdowns out of a... Um, bargain quarterback um, and you load up and hit everywhere else, then uh, you can really look at, uh, you know, getting one of those top money spots. Um, Yeah. Uh, My contrarian quarterback is also an absolute bargain bin. I think people should be considering Matt Barkley, um, who's playing the Washington Redskins in Chicago this week. Um, It will only cost you $5,600. And he's shown, you know, uh, a few of the games this year, he can put up fantasy relevant numbers. And the Redskins, who have all but slipped out of playoff contention, could respond with a poor performance. Um, and they ranked uh, 27th against, against uh, passes anyway. Um, the Windy City is forecast to be a little mild, little milder than some uh, recent games there, notably the Jordan Howard game, which is probably what we should refer to it as. Um, and with the Bears wanting to evaluate Barkley, um, they could try and open his opportunities up. Yep, I agree. And speaking of the Bears, and, and Matt Barkley's playing quite well the last few weeks, so he's given the Bears yeah. plenty to think about, food for thought in the offseason. Uh, you mentioned Jordan Howard. He's my start this week. Uh, I really like Jordan Howard this week. The Washington defense has uh, been surprisingly poor, allowing yardage. They rank dead last in defensive yards per drive, as well as 26 against the run. And Jordan Howard, surprisingly, actually leads the league uh, in terms of rookies uh, in, in yard, yards per attempt uh, this this season as a running back, uh, just, you know, only by a little smidge, but he's averaging five yards per carry. Uh, so Jordan Howard is, you know, racking up yardage, and he was he was pretty much not used the first three weeks. So he's missed three games, and he's still racking up yardage and has been surprisingly effective and has been a really good find for them this season, and I really like Jordan Howard. Uh, at his price, he's uh, you're getting a running back one value for a you know high running back two price of seven thousand four hundred. I like it. Um, did you, uh, did you draft Jeremy Langford in any of your uh, fantasy options this year? No, I was in a few MFL tens actually, where you just draft your team and leave it for the year and it's best ball. And uh-huh. I, I drafted Jordan Howard in a lot of my leagues as sort of like a fifteenth or sixteenth, yeah. <laughs> play because yeah. I just thought I just didn't believe in Langford's talent at all and I wasn't hugely high on Howard I didn't expect this type of production but I thought it wouldn't take much for him to get that wouldn't job hurt. no and that's uh, exactly what he's done yeah it's about the return of investment as you've uh, mentioned yeah. um, and I think that people should be investing in Jay Ajayi um, this 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 week, who's playing the Buffalo Bills in Orchard Park um, he's been seeing some pretty Pretty enormous workloads, especially for running backs in 2016. Uh, he's seen at least 18 touches in his last nine games straight. Um, the Dolphins are starting a backup quarterback in Matt Moore, um, and they're playing in Buffalo, which should be both cold and wet. Um, and he had one of his monstrous outings earlier this season against the uh, Buffalo Bills. Um, sure this did. defense may be out. Yeah, uh, the defense may be out for revenge, but I think the Finns uh, should feed him enough. Um, for him to put up some nice numbers this week. Um, he's also sitting at uh, 7,700, which is nearly 
dollars cheaper than your um, top options, uh, top priced options, I should say. Um, and I think it's a pretty nice price point considering this, the uh, circumstances. The circumstances I have mentioned. Yeah, exactly. Uh, both our running backs are around that seven and a half thousand mark. So if you play, you know, plug both of those in, you, you've got a lot of cash available elsewhere in your lineup. Uh, my sit this week is Adrian Peterson. Uh, I just I, I'm not sure what's going on with Adrian Peterson. I know the uh, the blocking isn't ideal, but uh, his last seven games in the NFL has been 144 carries, 416 yards, and three touchdowns. That's 2.88 yards per carry. And the Vikings' O-line is dead last in adjusted line yards at 3.23. So um, they're not they're not a good uh, line. And the Packers uh, have been pretty good against the run. They've, they've been torched a few times by really elite running backs. And when you think of elite running backs, Adrian Peterson comes to mind, but I'm just not sure if he's elite at this point, given his injury status and, and things like that. So I am not, uh, I'm not taking a flyer on Adrian Peterson uh, at all, as much as that name entices me. I think, uh, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, um, whether you're playing daily fantasy or even season-long fantasy, kind of want to wait a week to see um, what players do coming off injuries, suspensions, things like that. I'm sure some players burst that onto the scene. Um, but I think that with the uh, conservative coaches across the league, you know, they kind of want to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my sit this week is uh, Devonta Freeman, uh, who's playing the Carolina Panthers in Carolina this week. Um, as we saw with uh, Julio Jones's gigantic 300-yard day um, against the Panthers earlier in this season, the, Pan- the uh, Falcons' offense will much prefer to pass um, against the Panthers with the red-hot Matt Ryan um, leading the charge. Uh, interesting to pick against the back. Uh, on a team that should win and try and run down the, the uh, clock. Um, but uh, I think that the uh, Falcons have enough options to move the ball. And at the price point of 8500 I see much better players um, uh, available um, at that price point and elsewhere. Um, the the uh, weather could come in here, though, and uh, it could uh, bring a little rain and encourage the Falcons to run um, with both of their backs. Um, but, yeah, I just think at uh, 8500 I mean, you should be looking elsewhere. You, 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 you can only start two running backs. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I would uh, stay away from that one. Yeah, and look, he only racked up 57 yards on the ground the last time they played, and that was at home. You know, he managed to get a touchdown, and that's where a lot of his value comes from. But uh, Carolina's mm. run defense has been much improved since then. Uh, my contrarian play is Ty Montgomery. I mentioned talking about a Packers player earlier, and I think yep. Ty Montgomery is going to be a key factor for the Green Bay Packers this week. Uh, the Vikings' run defense gave up 161 yards on the ground at home last week against the Colts. Um, and, you know, their defense is... is considered very elite but when you look at the numbers then they're, they're actually league average at smack bang in the middle on run defense and now they play against a, a Packers team that do a much better do- a job at pass protection and blocking up front than what the Colts can do the Colts had three rookie offensive linemen last week and they still managed to put holes uh, in this uh, Vikings defense I know Harrison Smith wasn't active last week and he's expected to play but this is a bit of a different game and I think Ty Montgomery he is really, really cheap value for you uh, at the running back position. He's $5,600, and he had some huge, huge runs last week. So I really like his value this week. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's phenomenal value there. Um, I'm going with an interesting uh, narrative for my contrarian play. Uh, I think people should be considering Todd Gurley, um, who's a bit of a forgotten commodity this year. Um, but he is playing the San Francisco 49ers at home this week. Um, this is a classic case of picking the defense. Um 
not the offensive line or the offensive staff or the whole team of the Rams, to be honest. Um, but the uh, 49ers have been a punching bag for run games this year. Um, and, the, and the Rams' run game must be one of the most frustrated at this point. Um, there's a clear storyline here where they unleash all this frustration on the poor 49ers who may, after an exhausting and demoralizing season, um, just not have the emotional fortitude to stand up to Gurley, um, who many will agree is still a very talented young tailback. Um, plus, is a pretty, pretty, pretty good price point at uh, $6,800. I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, I'll take a stab at that this week. Yeah, his price has just, you know, fallen rapidly over the course of the season. So um, it's it's the right time to get him at that price and against that matchup. So it is a it's a very good play. Moving on to the wide receiver position, and I'm going with my boy T. Y. Hilton this week. I, I really like him. I mentioned before that we're going to see a shootout between Oakland and Indianapolis, and at eight thousand one hundred, I really like T. Y. Hilton this week. I think I'll play probably two wide receivers from that game, um, one from either side. Um, but I I think Hilton is going to trouble the Raiders' uh, defense. What we saw, we've seen players like Brandon Cooks, Tyreek Hill, really speedy players carve this defense up, and I think T.Y. Hilton can do that. And he's had five games this season with at least 150, 115 sorry, receiving yards, and this is likely going to be his sixth. And he's close to the league lead in receiving yards. If it weren't for Julio's huge 300-yard game, uh, T.Y. Hilton would lead the league in uh, yards this season. He's a... Uh, you know the Colts' record's not great, but he's been—he's just been phenomenal this season. So I really like the play. I think uh, you could see close to twenty points from T.Y. Hilton this week. Uh, I would really like that um, playing him him in my uh, season long this week. I yeah. could, uh, yeah, twenty twenty five points from him would be just great. Um, <laughs> speaking of speaking of our uh, track meets this week, I reckon people should be uh, shelling out and starting Mike Evans, um, who's playing the Saints in the Superdome. Um, as we've been saying, you pick running backs in bad conditions, receivers in good conditions uh, when referring to the, to the uh, weather, um, and pretty straightforward advice to, to get a little edge uh, for those players who know the geography of the league rather than just the numbers and players. Um, this is a great example of a perfect storm. It's a good player. It's a good matchup, good conditions, good game, strip, uh, good game script. And uh, when all those planets align, I think uh, that's the time when you want to shell out the uh, premium price. Um, and if he has himself a day and he's not on your team, um, then you're not. I mean, you're just not going to win any money. Um, he's one of the most likely uh, candidates to drop a thirty burger this week, um, and you and you and you you want to find um, a couple of those opportunities on your roster each and every week. Um, and out of the four um, expensive wide receivers this week, so out of uh, Evans, Green, Jones, and Nelson, I think Evans is the one you want at nine thousand dollars. Funny you say that because. Uh... AJ Green and Julio Jones are my uh, sits this week because we just don't know how healthy both these guys are or what their usage rates are going to be. We're not sure how they're going to be used, how many snaps they're going to be on, whether they're just being used as decoys or whatnot. So it's a really risky play given their price, especially AJ Green given his matchup against the Texans. And it's funny, you you mentioned I I had T.Y. Hilton as my start and you've got him in season long. I've got Mike Evans in my uh, season-long finale. It's been three weeks since he scored a touchdown, and I've managed to scrape through. So if he can drop a 30-burger after Odell Beckham's 20-burger today, I'll be in good stead to, be nice. to win my be nice. second <laughs> ring in my main league, which would, uh, which, be, which would be ideal. So, yeah, I'm sitting AJ Green and Julio Jones. Who are you sitting? Uh, I'm sitting the, the uh, fourth of this uh, big expensive four, and I think people should be sitting Jordy Nelson. 
um, who's playing the Vikings in Green Bay, as we've mentioned, um, and in front of the watchful eyes of our friend Mitch Doyle, as we've mentioned. Yep. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, Nelson's having a great year. He's finally finding his stride again after a bit of a slow start. Um, but um, with Randall Cobb's uh, production kind of stalling, with you know, some injuries and bits and pieces, um, I think that uh, it's going to be a big Devontae Adams uh, week this week, um, with Nelson likely being shadowed by Xavier Rhodes. As you as you mentioned earlier, the Vikings defense is actually um, pretty average, uh, but Xavier Rhodes is still playing at a pretty high level. Um, and I think uh, for eighty five hundred dollars, I think that uh, Nelson should be riding that uh, ice cold pine uh, in Lambeau Field. Interesting. I uh, I don't disagree with it. Uh, it's tough to pick which which week it will be, whether it'll be a Nelson or an Adams week. It seems to be one of them every week. Uh, you know, take your pick. Uh, my contrarian play is uh, you went Rams before. I'm going Rams again here. Uh, I like Kenny Britt this week. Uh, he's already caught two touchdown passes from Jared Goff this season since he's come in, and it's a really good matchup against San Francisco defense that ranks 32nd in the league to number one wide receivers and he's also 13 yards from uh, having a thousand yard season which is pretty impressive given you know the offense that he plays in the coaching staff he's just had to endure and you know it is the Rams so it's been a very very long time since the Rams have had a thousand yard uh, receiver I think Torrey Holt would be the last one so get around Britt Brit chasing <laughs> uh, chasing that record so he, he will at least get you 13 yards but uh, I, I like Kenny Britt I think he's been great uh I think he is very much worth the price of $7,100. Uh, I know it sounds expensive for a Rams receiver, but he's uh, he's quietly been very good this season. Isn't it funny that in 2016 we're talking about Kenny Britt as a hard-done-by player in yeah, the NFL? It's, uh, it's just <laughs> insane, isn't it? It just boggles my mind. Who's your contrarian sure. player? My contrarian play is a true flyer in both the literal and philosophical uh, usage. Uh, I think people should be considering Tyler Lockett, um, who's playing the Arizona Cardinals in Seattle this week, um, and he's priced at $5,300. Um, he's had two big weeks in the last three, um, and uh, it uh, begs the question, have the, have the Seahawks finally found a few big plays uh, for Tyler Lockett in the game plan um, for him, you know, for you know each and every week. And uh, at fifty three hundred dollars, I'd be willing to, I'd be very willing to find out. Um, he's also recently found his way into uh, the starting position when the Seahawks line up with two wide receivers. Um, so there's evidence put on the field, um, not just in press conferences, um, that yes, they have uh, found those plays for him each week. So. Um, I think that uh, Tyler Lockett's up for a um, a big week, um, either this week or next week. And I think that if your season-long um, uh, format goes until week 17, I think I'd be adding him right now. <laughs> if not last week, yeah, you should <laughs> which have, I did. Yes, yes, I, uh, I saw that. Uh, we had a, in our group chat, you mentioned Tyler Lockett. So it's good because he promised so much last season and then it kind of felt like they were going away from him early in the season, but they've found him again and he's uh he he as you said before he's literally flying around the field uh moving on to the tight end position i'm going with hunter henry the impressive rookie tight end for the san diego Chargers. uh this one's an easy one because the browns are terrible against tight ends they uh they lead the league in fantasy points allowed to tight ends and they've allowed 12 touchdowns to them uh henry has a touchdown in four of his last five games so you know rivers trusts him in the red zone and i think uh 
both Gates and Henry could score touchdowns this week. So both could be plays for for you this week. Uh, I, I like Hunter Henry this week. Uh, and I know Gates is chasing that touchdown record, but uh, Hunter Henry seems to be the go-to guy for Phillip Rivers lately in the red zone, and he's much, much cheaper for you at $4,600. Yeah, I mean, look, if uh, if you're looking to get cheap at a, at a position, um, then I think that uh, tight end is probably one that you want to look at, just considering how touchdown dependent the position as the whole is across the league. Yep. Um, but if you but if you want to spend a little bit more, um, then you want to look at uh, you know you want to look at the fast tracks, you want to look at the game scripts, uh, and you want to look at uh, podcast favorite uh, Cameron Brait. Yes, uh, make is, America Brait again. <laughs> who is who yep. is as you've mentioned playing the Saints in the Superdome. Um, and yeah, he's uh, middle range at uh, sixty-one hundred dollars. And if you've got, uh, if you are confident in your other in, in your other picks, got a little bit, bit of extra money, um, drop it in on uh, Cameron Brait, uh, who should have plenty of opportunities um, against the Saints defense. Yep, I uh, I agree with you. I love Cameron Brait. Anytime he's mentioned on the show, I will one thousand percent agree. Uh, my tight end sit <laughs> is uh, very similar to your contrarian play before in Tyler Lockett. I just think that Tyler Lockett's emergence now in this offense has, has just taken away a few looks and targets to Jimmy Graham. And in, in this matchup against uh, against the Cardinals, uh, it's it's just ringing alarm bells. They contain him well in their first meeting, and they continue to allow the fewest fantasy points to tight ends. So um, even with last week's defensive debacle from from the Cardinals against New Orleans, uh, they still were managed to shut down the tight end position. So I'm avoiding... Jimmy Graham, especially at his price of six thousand five hundred, I just uh, would rather spend my cash elsewhere. So I'm avoiding Jimmy Graham this week. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, an even an even worse play at tight end this week um, is going to be Jordan Reed, uh, who's playing the Chicago Bears. Um, he's at the super premium uh, for a tight end, seventy six hundred dollars um, on a team of plenty of uh, receiving options. Um, a quarterback that struggles in the red zone, and a team that may have slipped off from playoff contention. So who knows what uh, who knows what what uh, narrative will uh, dominate the Redskins' last fortnight um, in the NFL this year? Uh, they may intentionally hand uh, the frustrated and off injured Reed uh, some limited work as the season winds down. Um, that's total coaching speculation um, by me, but. Uh, Look, seventy six hundred is not a speculative price, and I would not put any of that money anywhere near Jordan Reed this week. Nope, I uh, agree with you. Especially the the guy's a lunatic. He just punched the guy in the face with his in the helmet with his hand, bare hand. I don't I don't know what's going on there. And we don't, we're not even sure if he will play or how many snaps he were. He was on a snap yeah, ca- snap sure. snap limit last week as well. So you're right at that premium price. No, thank you. Uh, my tight yeah. end uh, contrarian is Ryan Griffin. Now, this is only if uh, CJ Fedorowicz doesn't play. So uh, Ryan Ryan Griffin had eight catches for 85 yards and eight targets in Week 15 against the Jags when Fedorowicz was out. So if he's out again, I, I really like Ryan Griffin. Uh, he seemed to have a connection with Tom Savage, and that's a there's a stack for you right there. Uh, Tom Savage, Ryan Griffin in Week 16. That's what we've come here for on this Moneyball, Moneyball podcast is that's just straight fire from me. Uh, you know, great stuff. But the Bengals, they're number three in fantasy points allowed to tight ends this year. So um, if, if Fedorowicz is out, uh, I do like uh, Ryan Griffin this week, especially at his price of, let me just double check, I did write it down, $4,000. So really basement, the lowest oh, yeah. of low price for you. Love it, and you know if you are, you know if you go for that stack, and you know if uh, Griffin catches two touchdowns and the rest of your teams, you know, 
um, David Johnson, Antonio Brown, you know, Mike Evans, etc. Um, you know, then you're looking pretty sweet um, when sure. you're trying to get that when you're trying to get that money back. Uh, I think people should be considering Charles Clay this week, uh, who's playing the Miami Dolphins in Buffalo. Um, he's been the uh, unreliable Tyrod Taylor's only reliable option uh, in the past few weeks. Um, and against a team that struggles against the position, um, it's another uh, minimum spend tight end um, at four thousand dollars. And uh, I think if you if you're going to go really cheap, as I mentioned, um, I think that uh, tight end is probably the place for you to go. Yep, I, uh, I I like that. He played very well last weekend. Tyrod Taylor managed yep. to find him. Uh, defense. I am unfortunately going to say this with you on the line. Uh, I like Kansas City's defense this week if you can afford it. Uh, I just think uh, the last time they played, uh, Justin Houston uh, went nuts, and uh, Trevor Simeon bought his offensive line some really cool jackets this week, um, but unfortunately didn't give them the power to uh, block uh, defensive linemen. So uh, I, I do like Kansas City's defense uh, this week, but if you're looking for your Sunday, uh, for the Saturday Saturday games defenses, I, I, I like the Tennessee Titans against Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars at $4,000. So there's a few options for you. I like it. Um, I think that, uh, you know, buying buying some uh, Skittles jackets for your offensive line costs money, um, but making the uh, Broncos offensive line effective in 2016 would uh, require actual sorcery. Mm. Um, so uh, I don't think Trevor Simeon quite possesses those powers, unfortunately. Um, oh, my God, no In way. terms of money ball and uh, getting yourself some money, uh, I think that if you're picking a defense, you should have a go at the Green Bay Packers um, who I think they're a team who's experienced enough to harness their um, essentially win or go home situation um, against a poor offensive line and uh, offense in general on their hallowed home turf in Lambeau. And I think that they're the best option at the 4,000 minimum spend point. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, you should have a go at them. Yep, I uh, I like that play. Uh, moving on to kicker, I say this every week, start your kickers against the Jaguars. And I, I like Ryan Suckett this week, uh, especially coming off his 53-yard winning uh, field goal in uh, in the freezing cold temperature. Playing playing against the Jags now, he should have uh, plenty of kicks uh, and uh, score plenty of points. Yeah, um, I think that uh, I think that for kicker, people should be going with Vegas and going with Will Lutz from the Saints. Will Lutz, Lutz dog, making his uh, yeah. making another mention on the pod. He's been mentioned a few as a favourite of. Uh, of Josh Woots early on in the season. So uh, there we are. There is our uh, Moneyball plays this week. So plenty there for you. As I said, there's plenty of contests stretching across uh, three or four days with the NFL being on multiple days uh, this Christmas break. Uh, very thankful for Luke for coming onto the show. Before we finish up, uh, is there anything you, you'd like to plug? Uh, nothing to plug. I'm just looking forward to, uh, um, you know, if the uh, Broncos can pull something off, then that'll be a uh, story certainly worth watching. I think if they get themselves into the playoffs, they can be a dangerous team if uh, everyone switches on. Um, but uh, if not, which is looking more likely, um, it's going to be um, you know uh, it's this time of year where there's so many there's so many much must watch games um, across the NFL. So I'll just be uh, soaking in all the uh, football goodness from uh, from here on out. Yeah, I uh, could not agree more with you. And if you uh, want to follow Luke on Twitter, you can at Luke Charles. 
uh, with an extra S added on the end. So uh, that wraps up the show. A big Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year uh, from the team here at Wooten Y and also from uh, the Moneyball team themselves. They wanted us to pass on those wishes to all you Moneyball players and people that have been tuning in to the podcast all season. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, I am away, so we'll see what we can produce for the final week. But uh, hopefully, uh, we'll be back for the playoffs and whatnot. As always, you can follow the show on Twitter at Wooten Y. You can follow Moneyball on Twitter as well at Moneyball. C-O-M-A-U, and you can listen on iTunes, Stitcher, Wooshka, Radio Hub, and TuneIn Radio. Thanks, guys. Have a good night.